All right, this is AP and Spence from Two Lawyers Talking College Sports, Sports Law in General. We Here we are. It is a beautiful Friday here in the Pacific Northwest. A little bit of wind, but yeah. you're in a new office today, AP. How about that? Yeah, in a new office that has these giant windows that look at a huge river. What river is that, Spencer? That's the Will- Willamette River. No, the Willamette River. Willamette. The Willamette. How do you remember river. that? If you're like Willamette, how do you remember it? It just yeah, it's just that's how, that's what it is. That's okay. the name. Of it. I don't know. There's no way to like trick your mind like with another word that sounds similar. I don't think so. Do you know of one? No. Yeah. Shoot, I'll, I'll think about it. Okay, though. There's okay. probably a way to kind of have it like, yeah. hey, here's I, how you remember. You know, it's just the Willamette River. That's yeah. what, I mean, we both of us grew up here, so we went to Willamette. Law school. Law school, yeah, that's yeah. true. So, yeah, looking out the Lamb River, you can see some. I think this weekend's going to be pretty sunny for the most part. We're kind of in that late May, summer's approaching, uh, kind of barbecue season coming up. And, yeah. And uh, some cool things are going on, Spence. I know that you you got your, your kids are doing some sports. Things I are got both up. my boys playing baseball, and they're starting to open up. They're starting to allow fans. They're starting to allow more. You know, the kids are starting to have to not have to wear masks while they're playing and and you know things are going good if you're vaccinated you don't have to wear a mask at practice anymore and so we're things are things are things are turning around we're turning the corner i feel like yeah definitely and, and now your sons um are there are they do they have aspirations to play baseball at the high school level sure yeah they both they both well i i don't know about both my boys but one of my boys for sure wants to the other boy we'll see if he wants to do that or if he wants to play another sport during the spring but oh. But yeah, I, I could see them both playing. It'd, it'd be fun. It'd be fun to watch them, and uh, and they're, it's really fun. I tell you, baseball has it. Baseball is special. Yeah. Baseball still is special. I you know it is it is slow. It's it can get a little boring at times, but it is still a special game. And and the earlier you can start playing it, and the longer you can play it, the better. It just you just you just love the game. Do you remember Spence when there was something called uh, MLB to PDX? Yeah, it still is a thing. It's a still a thing. Yeah, because still it, is a do thing. you think we have a chance of getting a baseball team here in Portland? I would love if a if a baseball team, a professional baseball team, came to Portland. But the problem is, is I think that the uh, I think unfortunately I think that the politics of of Portland as it stands right now are not going to allow uh, the MLB to come here. I just don't I just don't see it. I I think if politics if the politics can change if they can clean the city up a little bit, mm-hmm. I think then yes, we have a shot. But they they the Oakland A's are right now they're looking at maybe moving and yeah. you know Portland is on the short list of 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 places of cities that could get the Oakland A's if they do end up leaving. But Vegas is, you know, a possibility, Salt Lake City is a possibility, Portland, uh, Montreal, so you know we're I think we're we're right in the mix. So we'll see. It'd be great if we could get one. I I know I would I would I would go to games. I would love it. So it seems like you could balance it out. You got baseball going on, then you got basketball going on. Oregon has like four point five million people. It seems like you could support two pro teams. I mean, Colorado is four of yeah. the major four. I'm talking about you know football, basketball, baseball, and hockey. Um, we should be able to have two. I would think you know, and and but we'll see. We'll see what ends up happening. We'll see. But yeah, okay. Well. well yeah, talking about making money. Making money. Okay, making money, but but not making money the right way, right? Uh, we've had some updates on the Zion Williamson case that we talked about a couple of months ago, if you recall. Yeah, yeah. Zion Williamson, remember, if he came out of Duke, and he was uh, the number one. He was number one drafted pick, right, if I'm not mistaken, or yeah. right up there. Yeah, yeah, I think he was and, number one. You know, he came to Duke, and now they're saying that, uh, remember we thought, did he get some money? Did he not get some money? Was his contract void? Was his contract not void? Now it's coming out that maybe his family got some money, right? That's right. So so a court document, so a signed affidavit um, from someone close to the Zion Williamson family has has said that there is proof that there were payments that were in, payments made to Zion Williamson and his family that included a three thousand a month transfer from to Williamson's family from an unspecified period of time by Christopher Rivers, a top marketing executive at, at the Adidas Apparel Company, as well as unspecified payments to Zion Williamson's stepfather, flights, cash. So there, so they have they have proof, they have evidence that supports that this was going on. Now, first of all, for the listeners who are just you know new to the wonderful world of compliance. As it stood when Zion Williamson was there, is it a is it a problem if a student athlete 
is receiving $3,000 a month from a marketing company or, and or is it also a problem if his stepfather or parents are receiving money from, from a marketing company? Yeah, both are a problem because the student-athletes, uh, their parents are an extension of the student-athlete. So if their parents receive money on behalf of their student-athlete uh, son or daughter, it's as if the student-athlete did themselves. And it's an extra benefit, right? You're there and you're getting an extra benefit that's not permitted by the NCA. The NCA does permit some benefits, gear, food, flights that are provided by the school. You're not allowed to get things from boosters, outside marketers, outside people, fans. They can't give you flights, food, hotels, money, income, housing. Reggie Bush and his family got the same thing where... You know, his family was supposedly getting housing in San Diego from some kind of agent type person, you know. And, and again, that's always those monies always have strings attached. And but now I wonder, Spencer, if this is true and these are court affidavits and this seems like pretty, I mean, pretty damning stuff. Does it impact the lawsuit? Well, the lawsuit was tossed, if you recall. Right. Yeah. So so the lawsuit, the lawsuit was tossed when it happened a couple months ago. We 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 we. we reported information on that, that there was a motion for summary judgment that was granted. Now, it'll be interesting to see if this evidence does affect, I'm sure it's on appeal. I mean, we don't know that for sure, Yeah. but I'm sure. So what happens if you get a motion for summary judgment, what that happened, what, what that, what occurs is the case is dismissed. The case is thrown out. It's the summary judgment is basically saying there's not enough evidence to go forward to a jury yeah. based on what, based on the evidence presented at that time. Now, when the summary judgment was granted, we don't know if this evidence was there or not. If it was there and it's and it's not valid, then then you know so all of these reports are basically moot. But if it was there, if it wasn't there, and this is new evidence, then the question is: Can they raise this new evidence on appeal? If if it based on where they're headed. Now, generally, that would not be allowed, right? Yeah. Generally, when you file an appeal of a decision, you're stuck with the evidence that you have at that time. But I don't know the laws in the state of North Carolina, the appellate laws, to be able to know for sure. In Oregon, you wouldn't be able to add additional evidence. How painful would that be, this new evidence with a smoking gun comes in and you can't use it? Oh, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be beside myself. I'd be so upset, especially if it was evidence that could have been acquired, mm -hmm. and maybe even should have been acquired. Yeah. Because that's the kind of stuff that would that just drives lawyers crazy. Is if yeah. you're you're in court and you find out about stuff at the last second, you're like, how? Well, how do how did we not know about this before? Yeah. Um, and so that's the kind of evidence that that is really helpful, and and you know potentially could have changed the course of the prior case. Yeah. Um. You know. Because the the whole argument of the prior case was that there that the lawyer was saying that Zion Williamson wasn't an eligible student athlete because he had received money, yeah, um, and and from outside sources, contrary to the NCAA rules, there thereby making him ineligible, thereby making him un, ineligible for the uh, the North Carolina you know American or yeah. Athlete Act or whatever it right. is, like a the NCAA rule. rule or something. <laughs> right. Uh, that said that, agent yeah, account, yeah, yeah, that, that they couldn't that they couldn't sign athletes who are college athletes that that, that that would make the contract void but if that was not the case and the contract was valid you know <laughs> I mean gosh I mean we're talking about millions of dollars like hundred million was, dollars right? yeah that that should have been found out wow so this is gonna open up a big can of worms legally what about for Duke what do you think is going on at Duke right now I don't, well, I don't know. I mean, they're, they're probably lawyering up, right? Mm -hmm. They're probably, because, I mean, the question is, can the NCAA, and that's the question for you, AP, can the NCAA come back down on Duke and say, hey, Duke, we found this new evidence. I mean, they, they certainly are doing that. They've done that in other cases. They did yeah, yeah. that in Reggie Bush. Yeah. They did that in, uh, in, with the Louisville Adidas issue. They've done that in Texas, you know, other, other Texas Tech, other schools that have been involved in this, in this Adidas scandal. They've brought up evidence that they found from other sources and brought back, mm -hmm. uh, you know, allegations that occurred years ago. Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, could Duke be subject to any type of a penalty potentially? I think so for sure. I mean, I think the NCAA is going to come knocking, and they're going to say, "Wait a minute! Now we got this new evidence, Duke. What do you say?" They say, "We didn't know. None of it's true. Should you have known? Is there anything you could have done? Were we playing him ineligible?" 
Because in the end, if it comes down, it's really similar to USC's case. In I, was a lot of ways. Gonna, I was just going to say, right? It's, yeah. almost, it's almost identical. Yeah, and USC got just absolutely crushed. I mean, two-year postseason ban, loss of a bunch of scholarships. I mean, you'd have to take Duke basketball off the map for three or four years. They're already kind of hemming and hawing a little bit right now. I think the NCAA comes crawling. But the Duke has a good relationship with the NCAA and has for a long time. Right. And so they get the benefit of the doubt. Uh, rightly so or wrongly so, whatever. Uh, but they do. And so, but the problem is when you have really damning documents like this, if it comes out and he's under oath, because you know that Zion's going to lawyer up like crazy. He's not going to want to take the stand. He's not going to talk to anybody. I have nothing to do with it, nothing to do with it. But at some point, I think he's going to have to answer. But I mean, can you force him to take a deposition? You can force him to appear, right? You, mm-hmm. you, you could, uh, you know, force him under penalty of perjury to, to appear, what if he right. just refuses? Uh, so nope, not doing it. Civil matter. Then, matter. then potentially you could, you could, you could, you can force him to appear even in a civil matter. Now, him answering the questions, he doesn't have to answer the questions, right? It's true. That's one of the that's one of the benefits of the Constitution. You can plead the Fifth Amendment. You you don't you cannot testify, which is why a lot of criminal defendants don't testify in cases, yeah. because you can't you 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 can't self incriminate. Right, you mm-hmm. you you have a you have a, you have protection against self incrimination. So if he's asked a question that is potentially takes him down a path of whether that's some type of civil issue or criminal issue, he can say, "I choose, you know, I plead the fifth, and, and that's, that's the answer." Yeah, they can't badger him. And they say, can't badger him. Oh, so that means you're guilty. That's the answer. That's yeah. the benefit of the Fifth Amendment, and so so you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens as it as as it goes forward. Uh, if this changes anything, I don't think it will. But if it does, we'll keep an eye on it. it you know, I, I let's say it comes forward, Spence. You're Zion's lawyer, and it comes forward, and they're like, "Here's copy of bank transfers. Here's copies of this. Here's copies of emails and in texts." I mean, it's really, really a lot of evidence. And let's say Zion admits to you, "Okay, there might have been a little something going on. I want out of this. I want. I don't want to cooperate at all." What are you advising him to do here? Boy, that is a that is a tough question. I mean, essentially, if he gets subpoenaed, he's going to have to appear, right? And he's going to have to testify. And I, but I'm advising him if I know that, if I know that to plead the fifth. To plead any the questions, fifth. any questions that he's asked, that he that he <laughs> says, no, I'm not, I'm not going to answer that question. I plead the fifth amendment. I don't want him. I don't want him incriminating himself. I don't want him incriminating Duke. I don't want him incriminating potentially his family. Right. Uh, I don't want any of that stuff coming up. Yeah. And 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 so they they wouldn't be able to. I mean, they could present all the evidence to him, and he could say, "I plead the fifth. I, I'm not going to answer that." And I guess that if it goes to a jury or something like that, and they say, "Hey, he pleaded the fifth, they can read into that. They can read into that whatever they want. But it but it's not gonna it's not gonna. I would not incriminate myself. The reality is is, and I thought that this was what was going to happen is is if all of this stuff is true. And the and the lawsuit comes back and and gets over the summary motion for summary judgment gets overturned, they'll, they'll settle. I mean, you, they'll settle. They'll yeah. settle before there will be ever ever any kind of kind of a, a public uh, information and through some type of a, a deposition or something. Get through summary judgment and then they're going to say it'll be undisclosed amount of money. Here's thirty three hundred. But million, the, the yeah. reality is is that if summary judgment was granted, which I pretty if I remember right, there. They're already fighting an uphill battle because yeah. they can't add new evidence. At least in Oregon, I don't know what the rules are like in Washington. But what are you? What are you doing? What are you doing? Let me ask you this: If you're advising Duke right now, yeah. So I'm telling Duke, yeah, you need to get an attorney or a group of attorneys uh, involved uh, that understand compliance issues, and you need to do an investigation. You know, you need to find out who knew what, and may, I bet you they've already done some of this. Oh, and, for sure, and vetted a lot of this already. And if they've done their own investigation, say, hey, we haven't found anything and we don't have any um, evidence that he was getting phone calls or texts or that we had anything to do with anything. We've investigated the best we can. And as far as we can tell, we're squeaky clean as Duke. That's all we know. And we tell athletes. But then you're going to say, what did the athletes know? The NCAA wants this stuff. So it's a Pac-12. What did you educate him on? I want to see every single piece of document that you gave Zion that he signed that said he couldn't get benefits he shouldn't get benefits. What did it say? Was he properly educated? How often was he educated? What does Duke basketball do? You know, you know, Coach K, what did you tell him? What have you told the family? What should we have done? What could we have done? You compile it all. You give it to the lawyers, and the lawyers can say, 
we've done nothing. We're squeaky clean. If, if yeah. this if this um, does end up being true, it's just him and his family going super rogue. There's nothing more we could have done. The worst case scenario, we've played an ineligible player. Duke, you know, um, but we'll move on. We'll take maybe some scholarship reductions, maybe some probation, and then we'll move on. But comparing this case to the Reggie Bush case, isn't that what USC said? Yeah. USC said, we had no knowledge of any of this stuff going on. Right. And still USC got dinged. Yeah. The, uh, so, I mean, that, that's the thing. I mean, if um, Reggie Bush, you know, she, in that case, USC said the same thing. But here was the thing. The hook that came with that case is Todd McNair, okay. who's still fighting this to this day in court. Uh, and he's won his lawsuit, actually. He's won, he's won his day in court, um, but it's being appealed. It's a big mess. But supposedly, he told somebody on USC's staff what was going on. Oh, okay. And that person closed the mouth on it, right? So that's what you want to find out is, is I mean, gosh, because if somebody at Duke learned about it, what if he whispered something to a student manager right. and said, well, yeah, I am getting a little bit of money, but, you know. Or, I mean, you never know how that could come out. And now there's knowledge. And you've done nothing to contain it. So you'd have to show... Uh, so that's that was really the hook. Because if there wasn't anything of, like that, um, I think USC probably could have got off kind of like, hey, I mean, yeah, you can punish us for playing an ineligible player, but we had no way of knowing. We didn't know. And it would have been a lot less. Right. So that's the thing for Duke right now. they got to control it and make it... I used to say this when I would educate the equipment office. We want to make sure we contain this as much as possible where it just it looks like a rogue actor as opposed to an institutional problem. Got it. All right. Well, let's keep an eye on this Duke case. Uh, it's going to be something that is going to be a long process, of course. Uh, and, um, you know, it's something that I think I, you know, I'm, I'm really curious to see what the NCA does, if anything, with this case. Yeah. So yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll keep an eye on it. We'll keep monitoring it as we always do. And we'll try to give you all of the updates. Absolutely. All right, what does that sound mean, AP? We're going to the phones. That's right, we're going to the phones. And this uh, going to the phones is brought to us by Welch, Bruin & Green. We're a law firm based in Portland, Oregon. We specialize in workers' compensation, personal injury, social security disability, and what else, AP? Collegiate sports law. We can do anything a compliance office could do, plus more. We can review coaches' contracts. We can help with an investigation. We can help you draft or rewrite policies and procedures that you have for your athletic department or compliance office. Uh, we can audit for you. Uh, give us a call. We'll help you out. Absolutely. What's the best way to get in contact with us? I think phone is great, Spencer. 503-221-0870. Ask for Aaron or Spencer. You can also go to our website, which is uh, wbgatty.com. You could email us directly at our Gmail account, which is collegesportsattorneys at gmail.com. Or you can email me at skelly at wbgatty.com or what else? A price at wbgatty.com. Give us a call. You won't regret it. All right. This is AP and Spence, two lawyers talking college sports or sports law in general. And we're going to go to the phones this afternoon, right, AP? Yeah, absolutely. We have an exciting guest today. It's somebody that I got to know uh, a little bit uh, down in Southern California. He lives in Los Angeles. You know, I'll let him talk about himself, but... Um, He's got a cool story, a cool background, and he's doing some pretty exciting stuff on social media with e-commerce. And Spencer, you know, we were talking a little bit about this name, image, and likeness thing. That's right. Um, you know, with the new rule change that's coming up in the next year or two with college athletes. And we got to brainstorming of, gosh, how, how might some of this look? What are some things you can do on social media or with e-commerce or your own companies? And we got somebody here that I think can kind of shed some light on it. So first of all, Santiago... Thanks so much for joining our podcast, man. How are you doing? Hey, thanks, thanks a lot, uh, AP and Spence, for having me on. I appreciate it. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So now you're you're still down in the Los Angeles area right now, is that right? Yeah, yes, I'm in Southern California, Corona to be exact. Yeah, oh, yeah I love my California. Yeah, I've always thought that was cool about you. You're you're I mean you're a workhorse, man. I mean you commuted. Uh, you know, from Corona, you wanted to have a house and a, and a, and you know, take care of your family, and you did whatever it took to to make it happen. And you're you've always been that kind of guy, and so you're kind of one of those guys that's driven to succeed no matter what, and no matter what obstacle comes in. And that's a cool thing. And so I think that's you know. So we were chatting a little bit about this name, image, and likeness idea, where athletes are going to be able to use their name, image, or likeness 
to promote brands, to promote products, to sell products, um, that sort of thing. Um, and I know that you're doing some stuff right now with social media, um, e-commerce, that sort of thing. What are you doing right now with that sort of thing? Okay, cool, cool. So, so basically, my, my name on social media, so everyone knows me, is Ecom Bulldog, and Ecom for e-commerce, and then Bulldog because I was in the Marines. So I kind of tied those two together, and I'm like the Bulldog of, of e-com. So um, that's where that started. And I did e-com. A lot of people don't know this, but I did e-com while going to school, while working graveyard, and then in, in trying to do this commute from back and forth. But at the same time, I was, I knew there was something in e-com, like the fact that you can sell a digital product by not physically being present was something that like gave that light bulb to me. So obviously not going all in in the beginning because I had school or work and my family, I, I would still dive in and, and I put a lot of hours, a lot of time, but no one really knew that because there was no real success in that area at that time. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of new, it's kind of fresh. It's well, you know, and so, so it sounds like. So, what is some of your background? I mean, where'd you grow up? Where'd you go to school? Sounds like you served in the military. Cool, cool, cool. So, I, I grew up in LA, um, Hollywood, like near, yeah, near Hollywood, and uh, I went to a, an all boys school. Danny Murphy wasn't really a the greatest uh, academic kid. Got into some trouble and went to the Marines to kind of straighten myself out. Went to the Marine Corps, went, did two deployments to Iraq, came back, and I wanted to do law enforcement because as, as military, that's all we really know, and who's going to hire us, that's all I thought. Went to uh, get hired on at USC at the Department of Public Safety, worked there for seven years, and at the same time, I got my, uh, my degree in public policy and also trying to go into law, uh, trying to become an attorney, and... Uh, what, what what sparked and what made me go into e-commerce was that my last year as a senior at USC, I made six figures in e-commerce. So it made me like kind of step back and like, hey, look, there's something here. If I go to law school, I might, I don't know. It was just a more of a, I like what I was doing and more time for the kids. So I kind of chose that e-commerce route and, uh, you know, went all in on that. That's, that's pretty much my background. So when, when, when you say e-commerce, for the listeners who don't really know what that means, can you kind of describe what, what e-commerce means? Awesome. So e-commerce is anything you buy online, right? Any digital product, meaning uh, eBay, Amazon, OfferUp. If they list something online and they buy it, that, that's pretty much e-commerce, buying anything online. I got you. So because my, my thought process was this. I'm trying to think of ideas that student athletes will be able to do when they use their name, image, or likeness under the NCAA rules. So could you see any way that like a star quarterback could tie their name, image, or likeness? Let's say it's, it's Slovis at USC, right? And he's like, look, I want to get involved in e-commerce and use my name, image, or likeness to help sell some products and make a profit. Do you have any ideas for him of what he might be able to do? Great, 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 great question. Um, I, I think mainly, I think every entrepreneur or every uh, athlete, every millionaire for the most part has seven sources of income, right? If you're banking on just one and not adding other sources of income, I think you're you're limiting yourself. So uh, like the quarterback, like you mentioned, he can get into like, let's say uh, e-commerce and an aspect of, how can he master the skill so he's able to do it as another alternative to bring another source of income? Because as an athlete, I don't think they have any source of income unless they come from a wealthy family. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He could use his name maybe. I mean, because would that be helpful in e-commerce to say if you're a celebrity or you're a known person that people would want to kind of um, flock to the idea or the product that you're selling, I guess? Yes, yes. You know, uh, like I said, great question on that one. I can follow up and give you better a better example. So uh, a close friend of mine, his name is Josh Snow. He's a multimillionaire. He's made that uh, the teeth whitening with the blue light. It's called Snow. So 
his main thing was like, I want people to think of snow like me and not snow like Christmas. So that's branding. He wanted the whole team. When you think of snow, don't think of Christmas, think of my product. So what he did was he put all his money invested and just to kind of uh, compare it to what we're talking about right now, the the his partner is Gronkowski. I believe uh, he plays right now next to uh, uh, is it the Buccaneers. That's right. Yeah, I think he just yeah, won a Super yeah. Bowl ring. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I don't want to. Yeah. So he partnered up with him, and since the player has obviously already a name for himself, he was able to brand that product and bring more light to it. Gotcha. So in the in, in the space. I'm sorry, in the space of e-commerce, when you, when someone's promoting your brand, um, they're bringing more traction to you, more names, and it obviously, it, it benefits both. They get a kickback, and then um, the, 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 gets a, you know, they get, they get their money, and the brand gets some more recognition. When you're, when you're trying to get into this e-commerce world, does it, does it benefit you? Because right now, like, as it stands right now, a student athlete can't make money off their Twitter fa- page or their, you know, Instagram or YouTube or anything like that. But the second that these new laws go into place, we anticipate that they'll be able to start making money off those kind of social, off social media. Do you think that it would help someone if they already have established celebrity, like if they're already, you know, a Trevor Lawrence or a Slovis or someone like that? Versus someone who's just kind of starting to build their brand. Uh, yeah, I, I think obviously having notoriety helps out more, but it's all about the brand. Like if the brand has a certain player that has certain qualities and maybe can attract a certain niche, then I would go over over that character based over more notoriety. If that makes sense. Well, yeah, would you have any recommendations for people that are listening right now that maybe don't have a lot of notoriety? Maybe they're the backup, uh, you know, uh, backup on the de- defense, and nobody really knows them right oh, okay. now, but they want to, like, get their branding out there and going, but they're not really sure what yeah. to do. Awesome, awesome. So I, I attend a lot of seminars. I invest in myself. Uh, I would say if they really wanted to go in that route, and maybe they don't have time to do that, but what they can do with social media is establish social media real estate. And what is what I mean by that? Pretty much have their name in all platforms. Twitter, TikTok, um, there's a new, I guess, Triller. There's all these social medias that you should already have a name in it so you can establish, you post one video and then you just put them in all platforms and then slowly grow. I like but that. not limit themselves. I'm sorry, but not limit themselves because... My daughter was the one that told me about TikTok, and I thought it was more like for kids. But, you know, unbeknownst to me, everyone's on TikTok. Well, yeah, and I know, Spencer, you're definitely on TikTok. Yeah, I, on, on TikTok, I've yet to get on TikTok. It, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but I, I, it, is, it is something that's intriguing, right? I mean, because it's amazing. It's amazing to see. I mean, we went to that CLE last year yeah. where, where, she, where we had a, a lawyer who was using TikTok to explain the dangers of of abuse, right? Yeah. And it was incredible. Yeah. Like yeah. she had all these videos through TikTok to talk about this abuse abuse problem. So I mean, it's an amazing platform, really. It, no, it really is. Yeah, Randy, uh, you know, my wife uh, looked learned about it from somebody, and I did, I thought it was the same thing. It was just a little kids kind of app, and I've glanced through it a little bit, and there are some interesting videos. There's some things to kind of learn from it. It's just another platform. Now you piqued my interest there, Santiago. A minute ago, you said there was some new platform out there. What was the name of that? So there's a, there's big cloud and I think Triller. Triller. So you Triller. can establish yourself on big cloud where you, you have your own coin. You have your own and coin. Kind of like you're, you're betting on yourself, right? Oh, interesting. Is it like a Doja coin or whatever you say, or is it like a Bitcoin, like a, like a cryptocurrency? So, yeah, so something to that effect. So let's say for myself, uh, having big clout, like right now, maybe the value of my big clout is like two bucks. So people might invest in my big clout, but the higher I grow, like let's say celebrity or entrepreneurship status, then my coin goes up and then they double their money. Interesting. 
Interesting. Okay, so it's a cryptocurrency essentially for yourself that has to do with your branding. Because I think this stuff's going to be bigger and bigger. As athletes are going to be able to do this, as things go to more, there's a lot more remote work out there. There's more streams of income. Social media is just growing. It's not shrinking. That You're going to find more and more people having to navigate these waters to get ahead in life, you know, and get different streams. And so people that are experts in this area are going to be ahead of the curve. Uh, People like you. You know, and so that's, I think it's important for that. We have a lot of athletes that listen to understand kind of how to, how to maximize that themselves and get different streams of income, use social media to their advantage. It sounds like for you, it's to have a big real estate, you said, and social media, get, lot, get your name out on lots of different platforms, get out there and say things. Now, Santiago, what, what are your thoughts on, on broaching sensitive subjects? Maybe it's politics. Maybe it's... Uh, you know, things like that. Do you stay away from that? Do you, do you, um, you know, or if there's a controversial thing, masks, you know, or whatever. Do you I try, fun- to, stay, I try to, yeah, I try, I'm sorry. I, I try to stay away from stuff like that. It's kind of like, I, I stay in my life. And one thing that I, I kind of recommend to anyone, if whoever's listening is try to be different because the competition is out right? There's someone else doing the same thing you're doing, but how can you be different? And that, that's where I'm trying to go, go with that. I'm trying to do more comedy, but in the aspect of, like, more knowledge where you can do this and kind of kind of give people a different perspective of just not no flashy lifestyle to an extent, right? Because I think you have to um, connect with someone within the first three seconds of whatever you do or else you don't have, they have no interest. Yeah, yeah, because I've, I've heard you say that before. Like, you have a video that where someone's jumping over a Ferrari or something like that. They end their feet get hit, and you catch their shoes. And then you're like, now that I have your attention, right? There's something like that, right? And, and, yeah, yeah, and, and yeah, you got yeah. this hook. So it sounds like to get people's attention, because I want the athletes to understand that, too. It's not just about putting your stuff out there. you got to get people's attention. Because if what you're putting out there is boring or too much, you don't have a hook, they're not going to pay attention. They're going to scroll by, right? Exactly, exactly. Okay, okay. That's uh, wh- wh- how do you come up with your ideas? Is it all you? Do you have a team that helps you? Uh, I mean, uh, do your kids get involved? What do you think? So, I mean, I, I try to, you know, I get my kids involved as much as possible. But, like, the YouTube stuff, the, the TikTok stuff, like, I have fun doing it. I know it's marketing. But, the, like, I kind of, on Sunday, I plan out everything that I'm going to do for the week. So all my videos I record on Sunday and then I'll post them out, spread them out during the week and kind of plan that out because, you know, I've been so busy with the students I have in my, in my program that, I, you know, they require a lot of my time. So I got to make sure I'm using my time uh, great with, uh, with everyone around. Would you recommend some student athletes that are listening now or high school kids or anybody, uh, if they were interested in taking your class and learning more about this, how, how would they go about getting a hold of you and, what would the class look like? Oh, go cool. awesome. So um, they can go to econbulldogs.com. They can start there. Um, and they can DM me if they, they, they're coming from you. Um, if they mention your show, I can give them a, you know, a 50% discount if they wanted to get involved. So my course pretty much shows them how to start on Amazon. And to give more value, I have a weekly Zoom call with all my students. Once a week, every Wednesday at 7, and then at the same time, I have a private Discord where all the students are showing their results, and everyone's helping out back and forth. That's cool, man. Well, first of all, yeah, thanks for that. Yeah, if, if you are listening and you're interested, look it up and mention the show, please. AP and Spence, Two Lawyers Talk College Sports or sports law in general, and, and that would be cool. Check out Santiago. He's doing some really cool stuff. I noticed you had even LeVar Ball. The, the father of the Ball brothers in basketball, two of them are playing in the NBA right now, give you a shout-out, man. Is that like a Corona connection? Yeah, yeah, good question, good question. That's one of my, uh, one of my secrets up my sleeve, but for the most part is, uh, I, if you notice, um, I have the Cobra Kai guy too, right, Sensei? Uh, yeah, everyone, I, everyone, hates, everyone hates Sensei, but they love Sensei. Yeah, yeah, which I'm bitter about. I was going to mention that one, too, because I love Cobra Kai, the show. I thought I was going to like it. I was like, oh, you know, Karate Kid, that was when I was a kid. And then Zoom, I'm into it. I'm, it, like, takes me back, and the memories, the acting's good. I really, really like it. Yeah, so how do you get, how are you getting those guys? 
How did you know those people? All right, I, I'll give you guys one of my secrets. So if you guys are listening, you guys are going to get a good gym right here. So um, I, I look for trends. So when someone's popular, like LeVar Ball, when I got him at that time, he was trending because of the situation with his sons, or I think Melo was in the draft or something like that. Or I'm sorry, the, the, the younger one. Um, I forget the younger one's name. But anyways, so I, I, I go on cameo.com. C-A-M-E-O.com. Uh-huh. And you can pay celebrities to shout out your brand. So you guys can pay any any baseball player, any football player a certain amount, and they can shout you out your podcast in a video format, and you can promote that as much as possible. Interesting. Okay, Cameo.com. Yeah, you haven't heard about Cameo? I, no, I never have. Cameo is pretty cool. Cameo, and you can get okay. So you could, and you can do other things, right? On Cameo, so you could like hire, you could hire Randy's, you know, you could hire The Rock, or I don't know if he's on there, or someone that yeah. Randy has a, has a secret crush on to get you, give her a shout out, for example. That's pretty cool. That's okay. I did not know that. Is it expensive? I mean, can are you able to share any of that information? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's obviously the, like let's say for I'll give you I'll give you an example. Money Mayweather charges about a thousand dollars a shout out for less than a minute. Thousand dollars. So the water ball is probably like at two hundred, three hundred. Okay, that's not bad. Like, that's not bad. Yeah, absolutely. Because it goes a long ways, you know, in that creating that branding, that name recognition. You know, I, I have a little story, and I had never really told this before. When I was working at USC in athletic compliance, and I was working with men's basketball and football, but men's basketball is my sports. And I was watching the gate, the recruit gate, and I saw a bunch of people come in. And this, mind you, this is back when nobody really, not very many people knew what Big Baller Brand was. It might have was kind of out there, but it wasn't like a thing. And I saw a huge group of people, very tall people. I saw LeVar enter as well. And they all had BBB shirts on, and it said Big Baller Brand, and I saw them coming through the group, recruit gate. And I thought, man, what is BB? What is all of that? You know, and I look it up. And I find uh, one of the Ball brothers, uh, who's currently playing at UCLA at the time, point guard, um, uh, he uh, was promoting that brand. And he was playing as a, an amateur athlete at the time. And I thought, wow, that, that actually, that seems like a violation of NC rules. I wonder what's going on here. So I, I forwarded it around to a couple people, and it started pinging. So I went and found the director of compliance at UCLA and went all the way up it got all the way heated um, and turned into a large thing. It got to the Pac-12. It got to the NCAA. It made it into the USA Today had a comment about it. And um, wow. and then they had a little uh, fight about it where UCLA said that, um, you know, USC is calling us out. And then that caused a little fracture. But I ended up starting that drama a little bit. I feel really good about that still to this day. Uh, but but listen, LeVar Ball is a special Thank you, thank you, AP. Yeah, exactly. Hey, I'm always looking out for SC. You know, I'll defend us against BYU, Oregon, or all the other people out there all day, every day. But um, but no, that was pretty cool. I mean, that's that's uh, LeVar Ball. That's okay. I was wondering about that. So that's how you do it, and you can get people like, uh, you know, you know who would be the coolest person for you to get, man? Uh, maybe, it, maybe it's the wave has crashed. But remember that guy that was skateboarding? And he was drinking like this whole thing of juice to like some cool music, and he was going down the street. Did you see that? And oh he, yeah, I think it's dog, dog face or something. Yeah, yeah. that guy was awesome. It's probably past, but maybe not. But yeah, people like that. So okay, so that's another website we can kind of promote. None of these people are sponsors, by the way. But uh, <laughs> uh, that's pretty cool. I just I think these are good ideas for people to find ways to promote themselves, promote their brand, because student athletes are going to be doing it here in the next year or two. And, and we're going to be uh, inundated with people trying to make money off e-commerce. So, well, Santiago, we wish you, uh, you know, all the best, man. Thank you for coming on our, our podcast today. We'll let you go. I know you're very busy. Uh, your stuff is really cool and funny, and you're doing some great stuff for yourself. You want to plug it one more time before we uh, let you go? Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate that, uh, AP and Spence. So thank you for having me on. It's just com. Cool, man. Well, go check it out. Yeah, check go him check out. him out for sure. Yeah, he's on YouTube. He's on uh, Twitter, Instagram, all of it. And he does some cool stuff. And, and he'll give you some ways to get more streams of income. Because I think you got to get seven streams. Right, Spence? That's right. Seven streams. Make all it right. happen. All right, sir. Well, Santiago, have a good one. Have a good weekend, my man. And we'll talk soon. Hey, thanks a lot, guys. You guys have a good one. Take it easy. Much. Okay, bye.
All right, well, spectacular discussion um, with Santiago. Man, that guy had a lot of knowledge, was really, uh, was, was articulate, was able to explain kind of how you can make good money off e-commerce stuff. Did you learn anything? I learned actually quite a bit. I mean, I learned have a large real estate, right? So have right. a lot of different platforms. I learned about a couple of new platforms that are out there that I didn't know much about. Uh, so you want to have your stuff all over the place. And that this cameo.com, you can hire some someone with notoriety of sorts yeah. to give a shout out for a certain fee. I had no idea that you could do that. So you're thinking about hiring Snoop Dogg to, to give a shout out to your wife. Is that right? I might do that. Or what yeah. about our show? Because if you didn't know about that, right? And uh, you got, um, you know, it's like, hey, this is Snoop Doggy Dog. And I'm giving a shout out to Spencer Kelly. That dude is the best lawyer in Portland. For, <laughs> right? And if you didn't know that that was going on, you'd be like, holy smoke. Let's sign up right now. That's right. You know, right? I mean, so uh, that's a big deal. That's kind of funny. I didn't know about that. But I think athletes could serve as those people. Right. Right? So that's the kind of thing, right? So we looked at, we, <laughs> we, after we got done with the interview, we looked on their website. Now, you can hire some of these celebrities for 50 to $1,200, right? Yeah, somewhere like 60 bucks. Yeah. And so, like, maybe, you know, maybe if you're an <laughs> offensive lineman at, at USC – once you're able to make money off your name, image, and likeness, you can you can go on there and say, "Hey, this is whoever, yep. and I, I'm the starting offense, starting right tackle at USC. I want to wish you a happy birthday, or whatever, and make a hundred dollars for for that little cameo." There Absolutely, you and you have some kid that's a big USC fan, and they're really gonna think that's the coolest thing. Or maybe a shout out to, "Hey, my name's Bill Smith. I'm a starting uh, you know safety for USC football, and I recommend um, you know that you try this product." Right. And that product's going to think, hey, that's cool. We can get a couple people from USC Football to give a shout-out to our little small, uh, you know, uh, whatever. So this is a great way for small businesses that's right. that don't have a lot of notoriety or money to get someone with some notoriety to give it a shout-out. That's right. So, so there are opportunities out there to make some money with your name, image, or likeness uh, that are pretty cool. So Cameo.com, there we learned that. Have, you know, have seven streams of income, right? Because what are the streams, Spencer? you got like a job, right? Yeah, I get it. Yeah, you got sure. a jobby job. you got you got your portfolio. That's right. Right, um, and then you have maybe have a passive income that might be like real estate or something like that. Uh, so, so I don't get know a book get, published. Yeah, book published. Right, you know, you got um, rental properties. Rental properties. You might have, you know, kind of a GoFundMe. Right, I know you have like thirteen GoFundMe's, right, Smith? I don't. <laughs> so I'm just kidding. But uh, but yeah, suppose you can get these extra streams of income. Uh, these athletes will be able to think of some creative ways to use their name, image, and likeness to make some money which is kind of cool, that might be legitimate, or, or maybe it's not. I, I don't know. We'll find out. Um, Ecom Bulldog, um, sounds like he's doing a lot of things out there, and he can make some money on e-commerce in six figures. Yeah, go, go check it out. And he, and he offered 50% off the course if you mention that, that you listen to this program. Yes. So yeah. go for it. If you, if you want to, go, go, go check him out, Ecom, or com. I think he said. Yeah. Go check it out. And uh, and and. And, you know, it's pretty cool. I, I actually checked his website out. It's really cool. So hopefully you'll be able to go and, and connect and, and let's, let's make him big, you know. Yeah, that was the idea of name, image, and likeness. You know, what are athletes going to be able to do? And now you think about it, it's not going to just be Gatorade or Nike trying to hire somebody. It's, you know, you could have somebody, you could be a swimmer of BYU, and you could say, hey, there's a local car dealership that wants me to shout them out and say I'm a current swimmer at BYU right. and I love – Bill Smith's Fords on the corner of Gleason and whatever, right? And that they say, hey, I'll pay you 50 bucks to do that. would be cool. And there you go. There you go. So, you made 50 bucks. Yeah. So, okay. So, very cool. I like it. So, uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah. You know. Well, let's let, – there's a couple of things that, I, that we – before we go, there are a yeah. couple of things I want to kind of cover here. The first is that Stanford came out. Now, Stanford, if you recall – when all when COVID kind of hit and a lot of these a lot of programs started canceling programs, the smaller Olympic sized Olympic sports kind of cancel can- culture. Yeah, right. No, not cancel culture. We call them COVID. What are we? COVID casualties. Co- we coined that actually. COVID yeah. casualties. So COVID casualties. So Stanford, as a part of in their, what they said was a COVID casualty was they were going to cut eleven sports programs. Right. Just In- a ton. A ton, including men's wrestling, men's volleyball. <laughs> Amongst a couple of other fairly prominent, you know, uh, uh, sports programs that Stanford has been very good at for a long time. Yeah. Well, it just came out this week that what? 
Stanford's not going to do that. They're uh, apparently not going to do that. They've raised some money and some funds. They've had a change of heart. I, I saw it as a major overreaction. COVID hit. It was serious. I totally get it. And everybody was like, the end is here. Cut all our programs. Slash all our people. We have no more money forever. And then football went. Right. And money kept coming in. And things opened back up. And fans came back. Yeah, the SEC announced that they're giving $23 million to each school yeah. in the SEC. Yep, they're going to be full of fans. They're fine. <laughs> Money's coming in like crazy. And it was a ridiculous overreaction. And now everybody's trying to pull it back. Oh, hold on. Let's get our people back. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. And Stanford's kind of caught up in this too. Like, what a knee-jerk reaction. I mean, COVID hits. I got to blast Stanford a little bit for that. And they immediately just butcher a third of their sports immediately. And now they're trying, oh, never mind. Like, we got it back. We got it back. Relax, guys. I mean, like, Stanford's got billions of dollars, super rich donors a lot of money relax if you don't have enough in the coffers to have one bad year and you got to slash everything that's not a good use of your your money that's right well so good news good news those those programs are coming back um other good news for you is that you ended up winning the bet now if you recall i actually won the because i got my team to the final i was the only one to get in the, in the FCS, I selected that yeah. South Dakota State University, the Jackrabbits, yeah. was going to play in the championship against James Madison, the Dukies, which you had winning it. Yeah. The Dukies, though, lost to our good friends at Sam Houston State, the Bearcats. So last week I gave you an option yeah. to parlay. If Sam Houston State won outright, not cover, but I won outright, yeah. that you didn't lose the bet and you wouldn't have to wear your BYU jersey. And lo and behold... The Bearcats pulled it off. So you are sitting here without a BYU jersey on. Although I'm happy to bring it to you anytime if you want to wear it. Well, you know, and I feel like I've been I've had the opportunity to wear that before at some event, but and I appreciated it. But I didn't want to wear it to work because it was like not appropriate. I'm not doing it. You know, okay. if I wear a jersey, it's only USC. Okay. Uh, you know, and and no good deed goes unpunished, Spence, right? You did a good deed of like, let me give you an out, and I took advantage of that out. And now you're thinking, I shouldn't have given that out, or he'd be wearing it right now. But that's what happens, right? You give me, a, you give me an inch, and I take a mile. Oh, there you go. Right? That's, that's my motto, right? Uh, that's right. Uh, now, the last thing I want to talk about before we, before we end today is we got, we got the Blazers here starting a, a series on tomorrow night against the Denver Nuggets. Best of seven series. Blazers are the sixth seed. The Nuggets are the three seed. Winner gets the, uh, the winner of the Phoenix Suns and the L.A. Lakers. Is that right? Is that? Yep, that's right. I was thinking it was going to be the winner of the Jazz. No, so we're no, we we're. I'm pretty sure that the four five, the winner of the four five, played the winner of the Jazz. Almost, I think we're the six seed, three six. That's right, we're the six seed. So I think the winner of us plays the winner of the Lakers Suns series. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. I was wondering about that. So we we might have to then still get the, stuck into the. So we then would we then would have to play? Yeah. See. So so LA is now the seven seed. Oh, and so we play gotcha. we play the so I thought it was one eight. No. They're the seven that's They're confusing. Seven this this play in threw me off. So we do. So we could end up with the Lakers, Blazers, second round. Second round, yeah. If we beat the Nuggets. Okay. The question is, are we are the Blazers gonna beat the Nuggets? That's the question. I you know, right. The Denver's hurt a little bit. They're not as strong. But and the Blazers have been playing amazing the last couple of three weeks. Right. But they're very, very inconsistent for much of the year. I worry about their defense. They're inconsistent. Lillard's the type that he can go off and get 52 and be an unbelievable. But then he can follow it up with 21 and look kind of flat. Yeah. Um, right? And it seems like he has to get riled up sometimes. That's my one knock against him. Kobe was riled up just because of his own alter ego. Uh, it seems like sometimes Lillard has to get riled up. And when right. he gets riled up, look out. He's going to destroy you. But if he's not riled up, he might have a game where he scores 21 and, and he just can't find the basket. And if he has a night like that, Denver's going to win. And so what my fear is, like, it's, Denver's good enough that I could see them dragging this on to game six or game seven. So Portland wins. It's going to be in six or seven. It's not going to be an easy matchup. It's going to be a sweep. Not at all. This will be a knockdown, drag out, six or seven game series. If And I'm not sure that they can do it. I <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if it was Denver in seven. That's probably my pick right now, Denver in seven, or Portland in six. One or the other is going to happen. But uh, now that I realize, because I was confused, I thought Lakers were eight seed and Phoenix was one. Now that I know it's, 
I think Lakers beat Phoenix. I the they're, Lakers they're favored to beat Phoenix. Yeah, even though they're the seventh seed, forget it. You don't want that as a seventh seed. Phoenix got a terrible draw with that. You want Memphis or San Antonio like the Jazz are getting. So my guess is the Lakers are going to beat Phoenix, and it would be. I'm going to pick now. I think Portland and actually I'm going to change it. Portland and six against the Lakers, and that's going to be an epic second round. Oh matchup. man, that would be a great game. Uh, let's hope that happens. I, I think it's going to be tough. I think the Blazers have a tough matchup. Jokic is a heck of a player. Yeah. We don't really have anybody that can play with him on the same level. But the Nuggets are missing Jamal Murray, among other players. Yeah, Jamal Murray's legit. Jamal Murray is legit, legit. And so it'll be interesting <laughs> to see how, how our guard play. We, we'll have better guard play. They'll have better big play. And it'll be interesting to see the, uh, you know, if, they're, if their second and third string players step up or if Lillard shuts him down and, and McCollum plays well and Powell plays well and we win this series. What's your prediction, Ryan? I think I think Blazers and six is a good one. Blazers and Blazers six. Blazers and six. Yeah. And then I'm going to hold off to say on the second round until the Suns and the Lakers play their series. Yeah, yeah. That sounds great. Okay, well, let's get into the NBA playoff. It starts Saturday. All right. And so, um, everybody, we hope everybody's having a great, great weekend out there. Go watch some baseball this weekend, you know? I mean, for heaven's sakes, watch a game. Go go to the ballpark. Go 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 find a little league game or something. Just go watch a game this weekend and enjoy some baseball. Okay. Yeah, Spence. How how are your Seattle Mariners doing? They're doing okay. I think they're hovering right around five hundred. Um, and they they started off the season well, and now they're kind of falling off a little bit. But that's what they did last year. So we'll see if they can turn it around. Yeah, their last ten looks like the three and seven. They do tend to start very hot. Yeah. But then kind of slowly, kind of smolder. You know, we'll see what happens. I'm looking forward to the Mariners to get back. My Dodgers in there, uh, twenty six and eighteen. Um, yeah, they they started off lightning. I mean, they were like fifteen and two, and uh, and they were saying it could be one of the best teams ever. And, and now they're kind of slowing a little bit, but they're right in the mix. Yeah, but look at that NL West. I mean, the top three seeds or top three, the Padres, Giants, and Dodgers are all yeah, they're the best eight, teams in baseball. Yeah, eight to twelve teams, eight to twelve games over five hundred. That's crazy. Yeah, so NL West, let's watch, watch that. All right, and then we got the Seahawks, Spencer, and I think we've been invited to a Seattle Seahawks football game. Let's go. And so let's find a game one time on the schedule, and we'll we'll uh, see what we can do. I love it. All right, sir. All right, everyone, stay safe out there. Uh, and uh, don't forget to go watch a baseball game this weekend, all right? Let's do it.